This time around on Watch the Media, we celebrate our students and their study abroad in Valencia, Spain. Hello, I'm John Schrader. We come your way from the studios of 90.3 FM KRNU in the College of Journalism and Mass Communications from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We took more than 20 students to Valencia this summer as part of our IEI media program, including four students from our campus in Lincoln. Grace Harmon, Mia Aziza, James Rowland, and Adrienne McDowell. While in Valencia, I had the opportunity to chat with three of those students. We couldn't get Mia in the conversation. We'll chat with Mia sometime in the near future. I hope they all had some fun and learned a thing or two as well. Please enjoy our chat with UNL students in Spain in the summer of 2019. This is Watch the Media, a special edition of Watch the Media from Valencia, Spain. We are standing in the city center square, Ayuntamiento, the Plaza de Ayuntamiento, right in the heart of Valencia, Spain, here with a number of American students, including students from the University of Nebraska. And uh, first would like them to introduce themselves. All right, my name is Grace Harmon. I will be a fifth year senior next semester for a semester I'll graduate in December. I'm a double major of broadcasting in journalism with minors in global studies and political science. And I am from a, uh, not really a town, I'm from a farm um, about 15 minutes north of Fremont, Nebraska. I'm James Rowland. I will be a junior. I am from Chicago and I'm a sports media communications major. I'm Adrian McDowell. I'm from Denver, Colorado. I'll be a junior next year and I am a sports media and communications major. You guys failed to uh, take the opportunity to say I am a super junior. You did, you're not a super junior. Okay. Okay. So um, what are we doing here? Let's start with you, Grace. What in the world are we doing here in uh, Valencia, Spain? All right, so we came here about a month ago now, eh, three and a half weeks, and we have just been basically developing stories um, and taking classes on media, so whether that's photography, video, um, writing, and we've been searching out some good stories here, um, mainly for focusing on sports for me and the two students next to me, um, but people here have the opportunity to do different things, whatever their interests are, but mainly sports for me. So what have you been spending your time doing, James? So I've been mainly just walking around, seeing the city, and then also like traveling with the baseball team. I was supposed to head to Zaragoza today, but figured out that that's a long trip. So I will instead be going to Madrid today to see the Santiago Bernabeu and then the Wanda Metropolitano. So. Okay, so let me understand this. You're going to just get on a train to go to Madrid for two hours on the train and then gonna go around Madrid for a couple of hours and get on the train and come home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing really much to do, but from what I've heard that, from people who have told me that uh, Barca's definitely better. I went to Barca a couple weeks ago and uh, would prefer that over Madrid, so. Yeah, I have to describe the look on James' face when I suggested that he's going to Madrid and then be there for two hours and come home for two hours, almost like, yeah, I know it's crazy, but I'm gonna do it anyway, right? Is that pretty much it? Okay, and so what are you doing here? Um, I'm studying, well, we're all studying abroad, and we're learning about media and mostly sports. Okay, so do they play sports here? Yes. Yeah. What kind of sports do they play here? Uh, baseball and soccer, yeah. mostly. Yeah, almost, almost mostly soccer, right? <laughs> um, you all knew that this was sort of a soccer-crazy country. It's not in the season right now, but do you get a feeling that it is a soccer-crazy country? Yes, because everybody who we've talked to who maybe would play like basketball or baseball, because we have talked to some athletes in those sports, they basically say they're in the minority and that people think they're kind of odd for not playing soccer. Um, and when we had the chance to visit a soccer league about an hour outside of Valencia, um, they take it really seriously, really seriously. And honestly, I had no idea that anybody could take something as seriously as Americans take American football, but I think they probably would top most Americans for that title. I think they take soccer here, football here, more seriously than we take American oh, football. Definitely, and I feel a little shame that I doubted that, but now I definitely see that I was wrong. 
I mean, let's let's take our own situation, Husker football, which is really completely nuts and out of whack. And I mean, the the whole state is crazy about a football team that's won four games two years in a row, right? They're just absolutely nuts about it. Adrian just gave us a hoo, right? But take a town like Villarreal, take a, a club like Villarreal, which we visited and we'll talk more about. James, try to explain to us a little bit about what a club like that, because you're a soccer, you're the soccer guy here. You're the football man here. Uh, explain to us a little bit about what uh, soccer means in a little town like that. Well, I mean, if you don't have any other professional league to support, you just support with that. For example, we have Nebraska. And being from Lincoln, you don't have you only have the Huskers. That's all you can really cheer for. You don't have any professional teams. So you cheer for, you know, Husker football, Husker baseball, basketball. So in Villarreal, you just cheer for Villarreal because they don't have a basket team like Valencia does with soccer and with uh, basketball and baseball. So they describe themselves as the Green Bay Packers of uh, La Liga. Do you guys get that feeling a little bit because it's such a small town? Oh, yeah, they're looking at me like, no, I'm not touching that one. Well, that's the way they describe themselves at Villarreal because Villarreal is a town of 50,000 people, and uh, Villarreal is a big club. They, had, they struggled this year. Uh, they had to make a late run to, to avoid relegation, but uh, they're a pretty big club and a pretty successful club in a town of 50,000 people. That would be like the Green Bay Packers, which is a town of 100,000 people surviving in the National Football League. But this is a whole different animal. Do you understand the whole way the, the La Liga works? you understand soccer here? A little bit, not totally. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a fan yet? No, no. not yet. Not going to be? I will be. Okay, you will be. Yeah. Which team are you going to be a fan of when you go home? Uh, probably Villarreal. Did you get some swag? I did not. No. I don't really like the bright yellow. <laughs> the yellow submarines. Are you a, are you a football fan, Grace? Uh, American football. <laughs> uh, no, definitely I have a new appreciation for soccer or football, I guess, um, than I did before I came here. I think I need to attend a game in person to really get the true experience um, and really be able to appreciate it fully. Uh, because just like some people may not appreciate American football until they attend a game, I think that might be kind of the same for me with uh, football, European football. We're chatting with uh, three of our American students here in the middle of Valencia. You hear the city sounds around us. Um, the uh, buses and cars moving around right here in the city center. It's called Ayuntamiento. It's the word for government center. I'm John Schrader. This is Watch the Media. We made a trip. Let's talk a little bit more about that. We made a trip to Villarreal. Um, you said an hour away. It's a, an hour train ride uh, uh, north of here, between here and Barcelona. And uh, <clears throat> what kind of uh, what kind of things did you learn about the way um, they do business at, at Villarreal? Maybe we can extrapolate that to the to La Liga that you might have learned in that little visit. Well, something I saw in the guy Brandon from Euroace he told us with the building that was really close to the stadium that the fact that their stadium can actually be as close to the buildings as ours is just amazing to see and like you were saying it's a small small like population 50k but I don't know most stadiums that we see are like away from the big city centers but that one's planted right in the center of the city and there's people who live in in the corner of the stadium which is a fascinating story right they literally live in a corner of the stadium and refuse to sell their property which is attached to, to the stadium grace what did you learn there i basically learned kind of how crazy people are about soccer in this country or i guess just in europe in general just because uh boarding schools i think are a really big thing here which i didn't realize like people will send their kids 12 years old away to a soccer school um, and that's just not really something you hear of in the states necessarily at least definitely as much I mean you might hear it for it hear about it for certain Olympic sports uh, but it's definitely not the norm to send your kids away in the states so I think that's something just different and interesting that I learned yeah when you drive into the complex they point to the middle school and the high school I mean there are kids from all over Spain who are boarding at the, the, the soccer club 
and going to middle school and to high school. Adrian? Um, um, <laughs> I kind of just learned, well, kind of like what both Grace and James said, how much it means to them. Like Brandon said, if we would have come earlier in the year when they were struggling, he would have been a lot more like nervous and stressed out. But now that it got a little better, they're more calm and excited for the next season. I think they were a little stressed out even after that. I think they were a little stressed out when they were explaining to us how stressed yeah. out they were. Yeah. You could tell how much like that team means to them. And stuff. Did you get the feeling, and this is the way it is, you get the feeling that, that you, you're a fan of a soccer club from the time you grow up because your parents are, because your grandparents are, because it's in your neighborhood. Maybe it's a little bit like Huskers, but it's in your neighborhood, right, Grace? Yeah, well, and I was going to compare it to the Huskers, too, because, like, my dad was a fan. He took me to games. My grandparents were fans. I, you know, went to games with them. So it's definitely just like a generational thing, um, which I don't know if you can compare to anything else besides like a team like Nebraska or a team that or a, a state that just has one major program that they support. That's just who you have and that's who you rally around because you that's all you got. <laughs> OK, so you're from a small community farm in Nebraska. James is from Chicago. How did you end up in Nebraska? This is way off of Valencia, but how did you end up in Nebraska? I mainly chose it just to get away from everyone that was going to my high school. I really wanted to just meet a bunch of new people. I'm like, I'm an outgoing extrovert, so I only knew one person coming to my high school, and I still haven't seen her at classes at all. Is that intentional? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It, it's just because, like, I wanted to choose a school that, a lot of my friends weren't going to, so I could just like have the new experiences. I was like, I need something new. I can't just keep doing the same thing. Now you left the shores of Lake Michigan. You left the, the mountains, the shadow of the Rocky Mountains to come to the plains. Adrian, why did you come to Nebraska? Honestly, I came for the sports. <laughs> um, I was well, uh, my college counselor kind of introduced the idea to me, and I was like, why would I go to Nebraska? <laughs> and my aunt works for Nelnet, and she took me to a game, and then I kind of fell in love, and here we are. <laughs> well, that's kind of the feeling that uh, the, the response I got from people when I told them I was leaving California for Nebraska. They didn't know my history, so they said, Nebraska? Well, why are you going to Nebraska? Um, but uh, we all know why. We continue our conversation with Nebraska students. We're in Valencia, Spain. I'm John Schrader, and this is Watch the Media. Grace, um, why did you think it was um, important to you to study abroad? Well, that goes back actually pretty far, probably four or five years. Um, both my sisters had studied abroad, um, and they're uh, three and nine years older than me. So it was kind of always something I'd wanted to do growing up. However, when I got into school, I really just, I couldn't really find time to do it in my mind. That's what I said. Um, but I realized kind of as time went on, the importance of uh, being able to go somewhere else and still develop a story it was. Because uh, anybody can develop a story in Lincoln, Nebraska when you have sports uh, that you know and you can speak the language but it, I think it'll really say something to future employers when I can um, show them that hey I can write a story on a 16 uh, year old Spanish baseball player uh, instead of just you know the Husker football team so that was important to me and also just kind of in general it was just important for, for me um, to just get out and expand my horizons see a new culture uh, just live in a new place for a little bit. Yeah. That was Grace Harmon, or is Grace Harmon. James Rowland, why, why did you think it was important? Well, for starters, I have never studied abroad. I, don't, I have two younger brothers who have done exchange programs to France. So I was like, I need something to you know, say I've done on my own. I've you gone, can't let the little brothers get the best of you. You just can't do it. I mean, I've traveled outside the country more often than I would say to a lot of others. 
I've traveled to Ecuador on my own. We've gone to London a couple of times, but the big one was Ecuador for like a big Spanish trip that I did. Um, so this is kind of the same thing. It's a you know Spanish-speaking country, uh, and I honestly can say that I've had a bit more experience. But I wanted to come to you know when you told me initially about the Villarreal and the baseball team, I was like, well, I mean, hello, they're two of the best sports that I can watch. So I thought I might as well just come out and watch. Adrian McDowell, why did you think study abroad was important? Um, I like going on adventures, and traveling is one of my favorite things to do. And I thought that the fact that I could incorporate sports into it would be really cool for me. Traveling is really a cool thing to do, okay? I want to explore uh, something Grace said a minute ago, and that was I didn't think I'd have time uh, to study abroad. I didn't think I could do that. Um, one of the things we do in our business is work, and we get internships, and we work in the summer, and we, we go at it. So the nature of what we do sometimes uh, gets in the way of that. Are you guys all prepared to, um, you know, to, to live your lives as sports people? I'll go back to Adrian and start this. Yeah, I am, because it's something that I really enjoy, so it doesn't feel like a chore. So I like, want to do it instead of feeling like I have to do it. Get you out of bed in the morning, right? Yeah. Definitely. Although I got you guys out of bed pretty early here by Valencia time here today. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Grace? Um, yeah, I definitely am ready to kind of get started and get going as a hopefully sports broadcaster in some capacity. Especially, I mean, I've been through four years of school, countless internships and jobs. I'm honestly ready just to, just to get going and... Hopefully, I get to start that here in about six months. There you go. Okay, that's the key. That's what we're doing here, right? This whole thing, guys, is about getting Grace a job. She's a super senior. You're super juniors. The whole thing we're doing here is about getting Grace a job, right? Okay. Do you remember what the question on the table is, James? I think, for me, I've always been passionate about sports ever since, like, I could start walking. I've gone to countless Cub games, but. Uh, I think with me with sports, I you know have wanted to either work as like reporter, journalist, uh, social media guy. So it'd be nice to just do that as a passion and not worry about how much money I'd make because it's something I love. So I'm not worried about making money as long as I just am working around a sports a sporting arena. I'll tell you what my philosophy is, and you've all had me in class. Maybe you've heard me utter this, you know. If you, if you do something you love, you'll be pretty good at it. Yeah, we got our first look, right? Yeah, lady in her Starbucks. Gosh, going over to work at Starbucks, and she's looking at these Americans talking in the middle of the square. What the hell are they doing? Anyway, if you, if you love what you're doing, it's easy to get up in the morning and go do it. And even if you don't think you're going to make a lot of money at it, if you love it and you keep working at it and you're passionate about it, eventually you'll make a good living at it or you'll go do something else, but you'll make a good living at it. Okay, um, how has it been trying to develop a story, a journalism story, a, a, a package, a video, a social media, anything, where you don't speak the language? James? I'd say start with them two. Start with those two, why? Well, you speak it a little bit better, but not great, but a little bit better, okay, all right? It's been way harder than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Um, I knew I didn't really speak Spanish very well coming into this, just because I haven't taken it since senior year of high school, which was solid four years ago. That's that's scary. But, um, <laughs> but it's way more difficult than I thought because it's not necessarily hard to find a story, but when you think of all the components that have to go into it, if you want to do a video package, um, I if I think about it logistically, my audience is mainly going to be English speakers. So I'd preferably want the interviews to be in English. However, the average Valencian doesn't speak English, which makes it really difficult to conduct the interviews, get the information I need, uh, and just kind of do it like that. So it's been way more difficult than I thought, but I like a challenge. There you go. Adrian? Uh, I agree pretty much with what Grace said. Um, I'm kind of shy anyway, so having to try to figure out if someone speaks English or trying to conduct an interview in Spanish has been super difficult for me, but I've enjoyed it in the end, but I've also been super like nervous about it when I have to start. 
So this is where you get rid of that shyness. You just walk up and say, hey, I don't speak the language. Let's talk, right? Yeah, get over it. Right? Yeah. Okay, James, you've had time to think about it now. This should be a brilliant response. See, the hard part is, is actually for me when developing a story is whether the person we want to interview will actually show up. That's the hard part for me because I love showing up early to the interviews that I have to do. Like most of the time on this trip, I'm leading the charge, walking ahead to get to the place. But then like ugh, we just never see the person show up until like a couple hours before or like before we're supposed to leave. So it makes it kind of frustrating. But then speaking it, um, it's a challenge, but I feel like you have to get on a kind of friendship like level first like you have to be like chatting with the people in Spanish and then you are able to make the interview seem like easy it just comes second nature from then you can't just start it you can't just start the interview without you know having spoken to the person in Spanish to get your own practice so that's how I feel I need to start like talking with the people that I want to interview in Spanish to get a understanding of like what they understand and what they don't so what James is really telling us in that is that there's something called Spanish time Right? We all know what that is. If you're supposed to be there at 2, somebody shows up at 2.15, 2.20, okay, all right, I got around to it. All right, and they just look at you and it's, it's Spanish time and we just kind of have to learn to, to live with it, okay? What kinds of stories have you done here, and how did you develop those stories? Okay, I'm gonna just give you all a second to think about that while I filibuster here and decide who I'm going to give that to first, either Grace Harmon, Adrian McDowell, or James Rowland, as we chat in Valencia, Spain, in the middle of the city center on Watch the Media. I'm John Schrader. Okay, Grace is gonna answer this question. I knew it. <laughs> um, so you're, the, you're the super senior. Okay. Super, super senior. I am an adult now, man. That's horrifying. Shh. <laughs> but, okay, so one of my first stories and kind of what I wanted to focus on this trip was uh, the pro basketball game that I went to one of the first weeks. Uh, John Schrader got me and another student into um, the semifinal game between Real Madrid and uh, Valencia Basket, the pro basketball league here. Um, and so that's kind of the main story I wanted to kind of focus on. Um, however, as I was kind of working on it, it kind of has evolved into more of like a reflection with multimedia elements just because uh, like I said before, it's really difficult to put together a package when the interviews you do are in Spanish. Um, so that, that's definitely been a challenge I've been facing. But, um, Hemos visto a Rafa después de esa ovación cerrada de la Fonteta. No sé, ¿qué nos puedes decir de él? Ahora que parece que probablemente no siga aquí en Valencia Basket y tú cuando llegaste supongo que te ayudó muchísimo. A sold out crowd in La Fonteta Arena saw the home team in Valencia Basket fall to Real Madrid 85 to 78. The loss for Valencia Basket marks the end of their season as they lose the series 3 to nothing to Real Madrid and Real Madrid will now advance to the finals. Reporting live from Valencia, Spain for Star City News, I'm Grace Harmon. The other story that I've kind of been working on is a, a feature on a 16-year-old 16-year-old baseball player um, and he speaks perfect English, which makes it very easy for me. But that story kind of came out of nowhere. We were just kind of chatting with the coach's son, and I had been planning on doing the story on the coach. And we were talking to the son, and I was like, man, this kid's really interesting. And then just kind of started talking with him more, and then was like, you know what? This is my guy. So that story literally just came about within five minutes, and I was like, huh, maybe I should get this guy. Um, so that's cool because I like when stories just kind of jump out at you. Because uh, a lot of times when you plan things, they don't go as planned as we've all realized this trip. Um, so it's fun when stories just kind of present themselves to you and you just have to make the decision to jump on it. And that's one of the things we learn as journalists, as storytellers, as broadcasters, is that if we cannot be adaptable, 
uh, we can't do this. If we can't walk into a room and figure out what we're going to do as plan B or plan C or plan D, then we're going to go do something else because not, not just in Spain but everywhere, plan A doesn't always work. In fact, plan A oftentimes doesn't work. Okay, how about your story, Adrienne? Um, I've been working on kind of a behind the scenes point, like from our point of view, from our tour at Villarreal and like what they showed us on the tour as well as like pictures and videos uh, of no. like nope. the group so getting the story what did i just say much. imagine you live there no? what did i just say so this place has been in the same area for a, almost 100 years <laughs> that area over there there's a house from a family <laughs> so the club's been growing but there's a family that did not want to sell the property <laughs> okay i can tell you that the club has offered a uh, good sum amount of money to sell so we could incorporate this. Way above market price. Way above market price, by, like Marces. But they refused, okay? okay? It's where they've been living for decades. Wow. So they have no need or they don't want for now, okay? Maybe one day that thing changes. But it's, you see, mm -hmm. but it's very, but it's very unique. It's, it's something that is one of those things that, I mean, it's, it's like when you go to, Fenway, no, it's Fenway, the, the one in uh, Fenway Park. Boston, yeah. Mm -hmm. Boston, so it's still like mm -hmm. very unique. It is how it is, how it was like decades ago. So something very similar, okay? And then I'm also working on, I took pictures at the baseball practice and I'm gonna do social media stuff with that too. Mm -hmm. I played in the minor league for eight years. Eight years? Mm -hmm. Did you play? Uh, for the Marlins and Seattle Mariners. Oh, yeah? mm -hmm. What's your name? Blake. Blake. Mm -hmm. Catcher. Yeah. Wow, what years? 2004 till 2011. James? So my stories have kind of been the same with the, we've been working with the baseball team and then that is on the 16-year-old who's the MLB prospect. He's a pitcher, um, and I honestly can't wait to see his stuff when he works with the first team at their practice uh, next week. I'm going to go watch, see if I can get him to have some video of pitching. Uh, and then the other story I'm doing is the big World Cup story that's going on right now with the Women's World Cup. And I've been trying to just see how, you know, it's been covered around this, you know, country of Spain because it's actually been quite a struggle to find, you know, all the bars and restaurants that, you know, don't cover the game. We're talking about Women's World Cup and we're talking about a country like most countries that don't have the same respect for women's sports as men, right? Yeah, and what makes it challenging is that the there's the UEFA Euro, Euros qualifier going on right now and it seems that people are more focused on that than they are then with the Women's World Cup, even though Spain will play the U.S on Monday. We continue our conversation on Watch the Media with Grace Harmon, James Rowland, and Adrian McDowell with us here in Spain on Study Abroad. I'm John Schrader. Sort of an existential question for you all, and I'm going to look you all right in the eye to see who's going to take this one first. What do you know about yourself as a journalist, a storyteller, a broadcaster that you didn't know three weeks ago? Hmm, no, James is going. He's got, he's ready. I'll go first because I'll say this is confident. There's actually a lot that I already knew about myself. I didn't, I, there's nothing new that has shown to me. I already knew kind of what I was going to be doing. I knew that I wanted to interview people with the baseball team. I knew that I wanted to interview people with Villarreal. The only struggle, and I think this is, you know, starting to come out now, is the ability to actually speak Spanish a little more often than, you know, I need to. Thankfully, we've been kind of gifted with the people that are, you know, speaking English. So I can do English and have, you know, some people help me translate the question if they don't fully understand English, like if I speak too fast. So, Grace? Um, okay, well, what I've learned about myself not hasn't necessarily been as a broadcaster or as a journalist. Uh, 
Mainly because after four years of college, I'm, I know, you know, strengths and weaknesses by now, I'd say. But as a person, I've discovered that I'm a lot more okay with uh, uncomfortable situations than I ever thought I would be. Uh, when I got to the airport and I couldn't uh, find my taxi driver for 20, 30 minutes uh, when I landed in Valencia, I was not near as panicked as I probably should have been. I didn't have any euros. I couldn't speak the language. I had no data, could not connect to the Wi-Fi in the airport easily. Um, but I was like, you know what? Well, I'm here. I'll figure it out somehow. And a year ago, six months ago, I would have been panicking. Um, but definitely, I think I have learned about myself that I'm just a lot more okay with just kind of figuring it out as I go. And uh, as a journalist, I guess that kind of relates as well because you kind of just have to do that. And you have to get used to the uncomfortable situation, and I definitely have learned to, to get used to that. In fact, I think in journalism we should put you all in uncomfortable situations more often than we do because you really need to know how to figure it out because that's what we do almost every day in journalism is try to figure it out, right? Who do I talk to? What's happening? Are they telling the truth? Is she telling the truth? Is he telling the truth? No, the truth, the, the versions of the truth are different. And sometimes you just drop somebody in the middle of an oasis and an in a desert or something, and that's what they do. Adrian, I think I've learned that I know a lot more than I think I do, both with knowing, with learning Spanish in middle school and then taking a year in college. I came here and I was like, I don't speak Spanish, but in our Spanish classes for an hour each morning, I've realized that I do know more than I thought I did, and also I know more about journalism and sports than I like lead myself on to know, I guess. And it's just made me a better journalist now because I'm more comfortable and I'm not scared of like showing what I can do anymore. So what you're saying is you feel like you're more confident. You're, you, you're developing more confidence. Yes, definitely. All right, you brought up Spanish class. We've got to talk about Estefania for a minute, the <laughs> wonderful, lovely Estefania who does uh, Spanish classes um, in, almost all in Spanish. Although I understand she's become quite a fan of Nebraska, is that right? She, she really wants to visit Nebraska? Yeah, she wants to come visit us. Yeah, yeah. You think she's going to? Yeah. Have you invited her? Have you yeah. insisted? I will. Okay. So tell me a little bit about uh, that experience and what Estefania has uh, done for you guys. It's been really fun because it's, it's a classroom environment, but it's more laid back than like when you're actually in school. And she does it, she speaks mostly in Spanish, but she has enough English to get me to understand in Spanish, I guess, if that makes sense. But I've also had basically three years of Spanish throughout my high school, college career, but I, it's easier to learn when you've learned it more than once for me, so like it's coming back easily. <laughs> and she has a sense of humor, and she doesn't take herself too seriously, right? Yeah, honestly, so coming into the Spanish classes, I was like, okay, well, an hour of Spanish, you know, it's going to be very instructional. Uh, I just have to get through an hour every day for four weeks, like, whatever. And honestly, that class is going to be something I really miss when I go home because I look forward to going every morning and hanging out with the same people that come and hanging out with her. Uh, she's a goof, honestly. You said she doesn't take herself too seriously, and that's so true. She's just very laid back, makes the learning process super fun. And um, her, I think it's funny when she, she, she always says her English is horrible. That's what she always says, which it's not. But then that forces us to speak to her in Spanish, which is really good because she, you know, says she doesn't understand us if we speak in English. So it forces us to actually communicate our thoughts in Spanish. But she always does it in a super fun way. She pokes fun at us and it's just, it's been a really fun experience, and I'm going to miss it a lot, to be honest. James? Uh, while I was only in the class for a week, I still thought that there were some words that I, you know, hadn't, that I thought I knew I didn't, I now know. Uh, but, yeah, she's a great, great teacher. I mean, she did kind of throw me on more of an advanced because I had, you know, was had already taken the Spanish basic course, the Spanish 101 course back at Nebraska. Um, but having her for only a week, that was kind of maybe a regret of mine. I maybe should have kept going. I still have like a couple days to go, so maybe I'll make the most of that if I can. But yeah, she's, she's good and she definitely, you know, keeps everyone, you know, whether they're, you know, starting Spanish immediately for the first time or they're a bit more advanced, they've spoken it before, 
uh, then she does a good job of handling that uh, situation for her. We continue from the city center of Valencia, Spain. I'm John Schrader along with Adrian McDowell, Grace Harmon, James Rowland. We're on study abroad program here in Valencia. This is sort of a two-part question, which I hate, two-part questions. But it is sort of a two-part question. One, what did you know about Valencia before you got here? And what was the most surprising thing or the most interesting thing you've learned about Valencia since you've been here? Grace, you, you've, you've asked for just by that body language, you've asked for the first shot here. Okay, so to be honest, I knew nothing about Valencia coming here. Um, I did not appropriately prepare for this trip. I was like, well, I'm going to Spain. I guess I'll figure it out when I get there. Uh, and I, I was really busy the month leading up to coming here. And about, you know, the day or two before I flew out, I started to pack and get prepared. And on the way to the airport, or yeah, we stopped to say goodbye to my grandparents. My mom and I stopped so I could say bye to them. And they were asking me all these questions like, who are you going to be staying with? What are you going to be doing? Um, are you going to have a roommate? And I could not answer a single question. So my mom and I get back in the car and we're driving to the airport for her to send me to Spain. And I looked at her, I was like, we didn't really do much, inf like, inf we didn't look up too much information on this trip. I was like, you're just sending me to Spain with like no prior knowledge. She's like, well, I guess you'll figure it out when you get there. And I was like, I was very worried at that point because I was like, you know, maybe I really should have prepared more. I should have looked up some, you know, history of the city, where I should have figured out if I'm going to have a roommate or who that's going to be. But yeah, I will say I was not prepared at all. And that was my own fault. But it kind of was a blessing in disguise because I also had no expectations necessarily um, coming in. I had nothing that could have been shattered or uh, not met because I really didn't know anything, so I had no expectations. Um, so yeah, coming here, there were lots of surprising things. Um, one of them would be how laid back the Spanish population is. Um, and by that I mean, you'll you'll walk down the street like this morning, it was 9.15, and nobody was up, nobody was out and about. Uh, shops don't start opening till what, 10 o'clock here? People are sitting drinking a beer at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, Wednesday. And that was really surprising to me, just how laid back and uh, people-centered the culture is. People are more interested, it seems like, having conversations with each other than getting somewhere on time, uh, which as an American who's always kind of running late, <laughs> it's a little frustrating to like come into that, but I've really learned to appreciate how people-centered the culture is. Yeah, we could learn the, this pace a little bit more, couldn't we? We could learn to slow down a little bit, couldn't we? All right, Adrian, those, you remember those questions I offered? Yeah, your turn. Um, so I didn't know much about Valencia, but my dad kept making me watch House Hunters International. <laughs> he was like, Adrian, this home is in Valencia, like you should watch it. And I was like, okay. So like I saw some of the sites, but like I didn't know where they were. I just knew they were somewhere in Valencia. <laughs> so that was, I didn't really have any expectations. I'd been to Spain before, but never to Valencia. But it's been super cool. And I've learned a lot, like how to navigate like down streets that look the same and how to eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night, which is terrible. I don't like it, but I do like taking my daily siesta. <laughs> so you learned very quickly. James? Uh, I knew a bit about Valencia. I knew because of the Valencia uh, club football team, the soccer team here. Uh, I didn't know about the baseball team up until you told me about it from uh, our friend and colleague, Ben Jones. He told me about that. And I was like, whoa, this is cool that they have a baseball team here and their coach speaks English. But uh, coming here, I was like, I wrote this. I wrote about this in my travel blog, and that was how winding the streets are. They are so confusing. You make one wrong turn and you're lost. So I've kind of learned to just go off of like the the landmarks, like the buildings, not off the streets. Because if I get the streets, I'm going to miss my turn. 
Okay, this is the part of the question where the guy who's asking the question pretends like he's neither your college professor nor he's a parent. Okay? Okay? What kinds of things do you do on your free time in Valencia? Uh, I mainly, like... Let's be honest, okay? Let's be honest, okay? I just, like, hang out in my room just either watching stuff with sports or walking around here just trying to get a little more comfortable to the surroundings. But I have gone to a lot of the bars to try to watch the soccer games for the World Cup. That's that's what I do in the free time. Okay. And you drink Coca-Cola because the Coca-Cola here is really good, right? With a Jack Daniels, okay. too. Okay. Okay, there you go. Grace? All right, well, I'm going to just make myself sound really, really lame here. I think you're expecting me to say something super scandalous, like I go. Not at all. I just want an honest answer. No, no. Honest answer. I have really been spending this trip, uh, just kind of hanging out and chilling, getting to know the city in just a more um, laid-back way. I've kind of been going to a different coffee shop every day, uh, ordering something new, just observing the the culture from that point of view, because I really like that natural environment where people just saunter in and trying to me trying to interact with the the baristas is, is always a fun thing um i found places who uh that maybe don't really like americans ignorant americans who can't speak the language but i've also found places that are just super fun and um really nice uh, people there but yeah i really have just been enjoying myself and doing a lot of self-reflecting here and um just seeing the city by walking around is how I've been doing it. I haven't been trying to cram too much into each day. I've just been absorbing what I can every day. Um, and yeah, I really haven't, I've been to, you know, a couple bars, but mainly not really. I've just been enjoying myself in kind of a really relaxed, relaxed way. I've been drinking lots of Coca-Cola because it's fantastic. And the gelato is also really good, so. That's good. You've discovered two of the things there. The, the sodas, the pop, the sodas here are unbelievable because they're made with real sugar. It's not this processed crud, right? It's good stuff. Okay, Adrienne, take a shot at this question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been kind of doing what Grace has been doing, <laughs> going from coffee shop to coffee shop and kind of just wandering around, shopping a little bit, taking it all in, mm -hmm. trying not to get lost. <laughs> drinking too much coca-cola though are you no. maybe yes. one a day <laughs> one a day That's maybe all, yeah. and i've <laughs> only had gelato like three times pretty proud of myself for that really three times twice twice since i've been here gelato zero oh you guys i'm that's it interview's over i'm ashamed of you guys it's like you can't walk you can't walk 50 meters in this town without getting an ice cream shop I feel like we haven't been taking advantage of that. I know. I've just been trying to balance it with my Coca-Cola obsession. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> gelato every day. We're going to try every gelato shop before we leave. Everyone. <laughs> no, no ice cream. No. You don't like ice cream? I like it, but I'm, I'm not going to. I don't know if I'm going to have it here. Uh, it's so much better here. So much better. Porque. <laughs> Porque, that's right. I don't know. I'm, I'm in Spanish, porque. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna answer that, man. That. I don't know. I'm not really much of an ice cream guy. I think there's only one ice cream shop I can go to, and that's one back home in Chicago. I, mean, I think I can only have that. The worst thing that's happened to James this entire trip is being assaulted for not having ice cream. He's being verbally assaulted for not having ice cream. So. Thanks. Yeah, that's okay. No problem. So, what do you think? about what you've done here and your experiences here um, will help make you a better professional, a better person in this business. James? I mean, I definitely think it'll, you know, make my resume a little more unique. I'm always trying to stand alone. I'm not trying to compete with others. I've always stand alone, but I think from the experiences I've had, uh, this is definitely one of them to say that, you know, hey, I was here, but also whatever I do with my stories uh, will get noticed by, you know, 
companies like BTN, Bleacher Report, ESPN even. Uh, it'll just make the resume that I have more more unique and then I'll have a better work experience going forward. Grace? Yeah, I think he's right. It'll just make your resume stand out. Um, not everybody has the opportunity to go to a foreign country and uh, report on a baseball league or soccer league here. So I think even just that in and of itself will uh, be taken note of by employers, future employers. Um, because everybody's going to have internships, everybody's going to have the same coursework, but saying you went to Spain and uh, were able to do even something, just go to an event and write a blog or travel blog on it, like that's just going to even stand out to future employers. Adrienne? Um, I think all the experiences here have, like going to, to see Villarreal and the baseball team has kind of opened my eyes to other sports that I don't always watch or like look into. And it has taught me more about how to report on them. And also, um, like the classes that we've taken have helped me learn more about video and photography, which will help me with my job at school. And you guys didn't know before you got here that there was an academy club in Lincoln, Nebraska that was affiliated with a Spanish soccer club, did you? I did not. Yeah. That's uh, Villarreal, Nebraska is affiliated with the Villarreal club we visited the other day. Right? You didn't know that? So I think maybe there's a story idea for you guys. Yeah, it's a great story idea. Honestly, I never would have found out about that unless I came here. I just think it's the most random thing. Like, why Lincoln, Nebraska? Um, and I had, I had asked, oh, I, sorry, I had asked, um, one of the, I think the marketing lady, why Lincoln? She didn't really give me quite a satisfactory answer. So I, I think I want to do some digging on my own and figure out more of like, why Lincoln of all places? Why Nebraska? It's Nebraska. Are you kidding me? Like, no, I, I think you're right. I think that's one of the things that, that maybe says, uh, hey, there's a story. And one of the reasons, one of the things we want to do as storytellers is answer questions about things that puzzle you, right? Why Lincoln? Why Lincoln? Um, one of the things, though, that certainly I think your generation has to look at, and that is the possibility that you'll work in international settings, that you could come to Valencia or Villarreal or Barcelona and work, that, that you could do work with clubs around the, the world. And so I think maybe you sort of have to look at these experiences as the first step in that journey because, yes, the National Football League is huge. Yes, Major League Baseball is huge. Yes, college football is huge. But as Adrienne said, it isn't the only thing, and there's a lot of other things. And football around the world is what makes people get up in the morning uh, and not American football and not even in basketball. So in that sense, have you thought possibly that maybe there's a would be an interest in working more in international sports, or you want to just go back and cover the Huskers? I definitely have thought it would be cool to maybe cover an international team because it's so different. Because everyone in the U.S., like everyone I know, likes football, likes baseball, follows all those sports. But I think coming here, it would be something that would make me stand out or something that would be completely different for me than just watching football every yeah, I agree with that. And like coming here and having kind of even these little connections we've made already with like the coach of the Astros or the people who kind of run everything for the Villarreal League, um, that'll hopefully open up doors in the future if uh, maybe we're working for a big company and they want to send somebody to Spain to cover a World Cup game if it's ever here. They'll be like, oh, hey, you've, you know the city, you've reported on a soccer league, like you're going to be at the top of the list over somebody who has never done anything international, has never done anything on soccer. So I think just even that would uh, help in the future. And it's definitely opened my eyes because I always knew that soccer was a big thing um, all around the world. I mean, it's the, the biggest kind of sport in the entire world. Um, so getting to see that firsthand has definitely opened my eyes. And hopefully my appreciation for it will continue to grow as I go home. James? I think for me, I've wanted to work in international, but I would probably have to start speaking the languages that I would need to learn. But with me being from Chicago, it's kind of like I want to work there. I don't know if I want to work in Nebraska because there's not, there's only there's only just the Huskers. There's that, and then there's Omaha, and then Creighton. But 
but then you have like all the experiences in Chicago, Colorado, Kansas City, Minnesota, so many states to choose from from Nebraska. So I don't know. I honestly don't know where I'd want to work. International, sure. Domestic, sure. As long as I'm working in a sports field, I don't mind. Working is good. I've learned over the years that working pays better than not working. So that's good. And you do know that everybody in soccer in the world wants to be in two big markets. They want to be in China and they want to be in the States, the United States. Everybody wants to be there. La Liga has marketing offices in New York in, in uh, I don't know where else, maybe even in L.A. They have marketing offices all over the world. Everybody wants to be in the U.S. because of the number of people we have and the amount of money we're willing to spend on it. Okay, you've all been um, spending your weeks um, eating dinner at 10 o'clock at night, um, having a siesta. Uh, what's the house mother, house stay experience uh, been like? Because it's probably something that none of you have ever um, experienced before. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, so coming into this, I, you know, me being an ignorant American, as I've realized that I am now, uh, thought, you know, they wouldn't put us with somebody who can't speak a word of English. There is no possible way. I was very wrong. I got out of the taxi driver. My house mother was standing there. She gives me a couple kisses on the cheeks and immediately goes off in Spanish. And I think she thought the exact same thing about me, that I would speak some Spanish. However, we were in the elevator together and I got panicked. I was like, we can, I cannot communicate with this woman. <laughs> she said her name probably three or four different times and I was like, huh? Huh? <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Um, however, since then, um, I've really grown to appreciate it. I. I've heard of people going on study abroad and staying in dorms or, you know, on the campuses. Um, and in some instances, that might be nice. However, I am really happy with the situation that we're put in here just because I think you can really appreciate the culture more than anything else if you're living with a family. Um, for me, it's just a house mother. Uh, however, her daughter and grandson came to visit. I've gotten to meet a lot of new people. I have to speak Spanish to her because she doesn't understand English. So... Google Translate's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is beautiful. And I I kind of have realized, like, if you try hard enough, even if you guys don't speak the same language, you will be able to communicate in some way, shape, or form. And uh, it took a while, and it takes a lot of hard work, but usually I can get my point across, and um, usually I can at least understand her in some way, shape, or form. But it's been a lot of fun. Gotten to eat authentic food. Um, good or bad it's been an experience um but it's just been really fun and th these house moms really show love to you like you're their actual children which is really cool to see adrian what's your experience been like um it's been really I th it's been really awesome my, i don't speak a lot of spanish and my house mom uh doesn't speak a lot of english um actually at all it but she like appreciates that i try and she, I was FaceTiming my mom, and she told her that I'm a good girl, but I speak really bad Spanish. So my mom will make fun of me about that forever. But I've, it's been nice to have, like, a house to go back to because it feels more homey instead of, like, you're in another country, like, in a dorm. So it's been cool, and I like that she cooks for us, even though sometimes I don't like what she makes. <laughs> you're a good girl, and you, but you don't speak good Spanish. James? Uh, for me, this is actually the second time I've lived with the host family. When I traveled to Ecuador, as I mentioned previously, I stayed there. Um, but I love the house mother. She, you know, will cook for us. She'll clean. She'll do our laundry once a week, which is really nice. We don't have to worry about doing our own. Um, but I definitely like that they, the the house parents like. It doesn't matter if you don't you don't speak the language at all, you can always just rely on Google Translate. And I've had to do that a couple of times, even though speaking Spanish is something I can say I at least do. But the house program is a, a great program to rely on. It gives you a place to stay and a bed to sleep on.
Last question. What has been the, uh, the coolest experience you've had so far in Valencia? Oh, man, I wish I could think about that a little more, but... Okay, I'll filibuster a little bit more. <laughs> think about this for a little bit now, Grace, Adrian. Adrian's got her hand up. Okay, now James got his hand up. Adrian? My favorite part was visiting Villarreal. I like traveling to, like, sports stadiums and seeing behind the scenes in the U.S., and to be able to do that in Spain has been super cool, too. Grace, you ready now? I'm ready. Um, my favorite thing was uh, going to the pro basketball game one of the first weeks that we were here. I was seriously just kind of in awe the entire time just because of some of the differences. Uh, good and bad differences, but... Just the fans, seeing the fan support for their teams here was just mind-blowing to me. And I'm still, I still think back to that and uh, just the atmosphere was crazy. That was probably my favorite, favorite part about the trip so far. And the listeners should know that the home team, Valencia Basket, really was not good enough to play with Real Madrid. They lost that series three games to none. They just weren't good enough. And the fans were on their feet the whole time. And that's something else I really enjoyed about the people here. The, like you said, they did lose the third game and their season was over. However, um, at the end of the game, everybody was on their feet. They were chanting, they were cheering, they were clapping um, on their team, which was just mind-blowing to me because in the States, if the Huskers are losing by two points in the last 30 seconds, the stadium, the arena will clear out. People are yelling at the players, at the coaches, uh, saying nasty things, not cheering by any means. But here, like, their team had just lost, but the fans were honestly supportive through the very end, even further than the very end. They were they stuck around, and just it was great. It was cool. James, how about you? I think the coolest is kind of along with Villarreal, but then also just you know the amount of freedom we had for the long weekends to like travel where we wanted to like the first weekend i stayed here for just covering the world cup like coverage and see second week went to barca that was mind-blowing that i got to see that and then like i said you know just after this i'm getting on a train over to madrid but just seeing all the like football soccer stadiums that I've been able to see has been mind-blowing and just all the amount of jerseys I've spent my credit card may be maxed out after this <laughs> yeah and I'll ask you guys this all this question again after we uh, go jump in the Mediterranean next week okay off a boat okay all right well thanks thanks for your time thank you You're welcome thank appreciate you. it thank you thank you I need to sleep thank you okay go to Madrid okay Grace Harmon, James Rowland, and Adrian McDowell in Valencia, Spain on Watch the Media. Again, Mia Aziza, one of our UNL students, was with us in Valencia as well. And we'll get an opportunity to chat with Mia sometime in the very near future. I'm John Schrader, and this is Watch the Media.